Welcome to When Marriage and Purpose Collide, the podcast. So babe, what is this podcast about? Well, we have a story. We do, do we? We met online, got engaged a year later, and married six months after that. You know, happily ever after. I mean, sort of. We're not perfect, but we want to give you a sneak peek on the conversations we have on a daily basis as we live life on purpose. Whether you're single and dating with a desire for marriage, engaged, or seasoning your marriage. Our discussions are centered around faith, purpose, and relationships. Because when marriage and purpose collide, there's a new direction, new momentum that deeply impacted our lives and still does. We're just inviting you along for the ride. You ready? I'm ready. Let's Let's go. You, what's going on? What's happening? We back. What's happening? We back. What's happening? We back. Thank you for tuning in to another special episode of When Marriage and Purpose Collide. The podcast. This is a bonus episode. Yes, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because the previous episode, if you've been tuning in to us, thank you. First of all, thank you to all the listeners that have been tuning in to the episodes. Yep. It's just. We see you. It's amazing to see the numbers and to see the ticker go up to see how many people are actually listening to us. Because mm-hmm. we just started this. You know, we in the the room. We when you click on it, just listen to like a minute of it. And if you ain't feeling it, just, you know. No, listen to all of it. Don't listen to it. I mean, I want you to listen to all of it, but give it a whole minute so we can get the the stats on it. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Is that how how it happens? I don't know. Okay. Anyway, but uh, we, on the last episode, we gave y'all was episode 10. Yep. And uh, we said that we were taking a break. So we were taking a break. You know, we did that. That was not a break. And then... You know, over time, God gave me this or us this idea of something that we're going to bring to you today. This is why it's a special episode. And I was like, well, so we still need a break because we got a, a project that we're working on. We don't we can't release what we're about to work on. On the wraps. Yes. But we have a project that we're working on. And we said we're going to give ourselves some time before the project. Yep. Um, or excuse me, during the project to kind of take a break from the podcast and then restart. So... In the middle of that, we got some other stuff that was given to us that God dropped in our hearts to do. During our anniversary. Yeah, during yeah. our anniversary. And uh, yeah, so we, we're going to do this special episode and we'll tell you all about it. Oh yeah, just keep watching. Just keep watching. And listening. Yeah. Both. But we back. Um, the kids are asleep, hopefully. Mm. And uh, we just, we're going to make it happen, Captain. So if you are new to us. Babe, who are you? Tell us who, who, who are you. Tell, tell people who you are. I'm DJ, husband, father, gamer, postal worker. <laughs> <laughs> That's my lovely wife. And the podcast co-host. Oh, podcast po-host. Po-host? <laughs> yeah, you are po-host. Po-host. Co-host. I know I messed up on that one, but. I did on purpose. Go ahead. I was like, what? Po-host. He looked right at me and said it yep. slowly. Slowly. Um. Anyway, yeah, he's behind the scenes action with this. So I'm oh, yeah. Engineer. Yes. Um. Audio engineer, all that fun Handyman. Stuff. Yes. Man, that's a mechanic. Yeah. I am 
the other because if you we go keep going, I yep. had to cut you off. I am Lucretia Haley. I am speaker, author, and purpose journey coach. I am the author of the book Before the Husband, a seven-day devotional for single women pursuing purpose. And I just love and I'm passionate about uh, helping single women of faith rediscover their purpose before the husband and blossom in their marriage. So this podcast kind of burst from the vision that was birthed from what I had. And so we felt that um, in order to kind of reach single people and to empower single and encourage you all that are out there dating and trying to get it right and you're desiring marriage, myself, I've been doing it, but also I felt it was good to have a male's, male's perspective from it. And so that's why I'm here. I brought um, the hubby along on a ride and he enjoys it. Mm-hmm. Yes, he enjoys it. So I mean, Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> But I'm also a coach, a purpose journey coach. So I love to help um, women also to help launch their purpose and to rediscover it and to just just really walk in what they who they are before the husband. Yeah. And so a lot of the times I talk about my journey in singleness before I met him. And um, and that's how I am able to kind of build the framework of what I did to do that. But also a lot of women that um, I have that come to me um, are trying to either they're trying to invite the man back in their life. There's so much going on in society right now. Man. So much happening out there. Guess that it's just it's a little foggy right now. So let me be the one to help you in that fogginess to reach you, get, get you to the place where you need to be before the husband. So. That's what I like doing. But also in this podcast, we know that there are some engaged couples and also mm-hmm. newlyweds that listen because we like to talk about marriage Oh yeah, um, to inspire, especially the singles who are desiring marriage. But if you're newlywed or engaged, this can also be of some like, how, how long have you been married? We got to put that in there. Six we years. Six years. We had a nice so, little celebration. Yes. It was a staycation. Yeah, yeah. Our anniversary happened. And so, um, yeah, it was a staycation. It was good because sometimes I think a lot of people put pressure on trying to just do it grand. Well, that and we're going to do it grand at the end of the year. So he was like, yeah, yeah, had to make sure we had to kind of cut back a little bit. Yeah. But um, still, it was good. It was good. A good staycation. Um, We have two children, four year old girl and a two year old boy. Yep. So. Yeah, it's we parents doing family stuff, business stuff, mm-hmm. all of the things. And so, oh, and a dog, no teeth, no, <laughs> no teeth at all, at all. But uh, yeah, she been rocking with us too, man, so, since I was twenty one. Man, so, so yeah, that's a little, a little bit about us. You know, we'll be back, of course, for season two, where you where you get to learn so much more about us, and we'll be bringing on guests. And having the time of our lives, y'all just be listening to us. So I appreciate y'all for sticking and um, sticking with us and tuning in with us. Mm-hmm. So now, now that we talked about the about us, you know, I want to say first before we begin this, we're talking about the check in process that we do. I don't know if you want to talk about why we started it, but anyway, why we started this right now, this podcast episode on it. Okay, but um, but we're not counselors. We are not. First. Okay, this is just our point of view of what we do. Just give an experience. Give an experience and... Um, maybe it'll work for you, maybe not. Yeah, but we want to just make sure that you have some nuggets to help you um, in your relationship. Yeah. 
especially um, as you go forward. So we're not counselors and also we're not perfect. I don't want to make it seem like you got to listen to this. You got to do X, Y, Z, point A to point B. Like, no, 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 no. Just take it for what it is and let it kind of flow with your relationship. In other words, we're giving you some structure yeah. to work for yourself. Yes. Or y'all. So what we talking about, because I think we just beating around the bush. Because y'all like, what y'all talking about? What's this check-in? <laughs> is the check-in process and so do you want to talk about what happened during our anniversary would that be a good thing to start off with yeah when we was at the marriage event i mean that kind of helped us launch it okay i mean yeah uh, anyway go ahead did you want to start oh you want me to do it yeah okay like how it how that happened and then yeah so basically we uh we went to a uh wedding conference is that what it's called or a marriage conference yeah it was a marriage enrichment event yeah that Mm -hmm. and uh it was for the church, right? City of mm-hmm. Truth. Yeah. 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 And we was part of this, uh, I guess it was like an icebreaker. Mm-hmm. And the group was, uh, I'm trying to remember the, the questions. It was three of them. Uh, what was it? it was the CEO. was a communication. Uh, what was it? Communication. What was it? I'm, thinking, I'm thinking of it. <laughs> Okay, anyway. You think you do that. Emma. We got to the communication part. I forgot what the, the others were. I'm oh, uh, no, excitement just, and uh-huh. oneness. Yes. That's what it was. CEO of your of your marriage. Yeah. Yes. So we did the other two. We got mm-hmm. to communication and everybody was sitting there for a little bit. So I brought up our check-ins yeah. on how we do our check-ins. And um, I don't know if you want me to go through the check-in part. Uh, Not yet. Okay. Anyway, so we, we brought it up, shared our information on how we do our check-ins, and everybody was like, oh, we can't follow that. Oh, that's good. Oh, Well, basically, they wanted us to go up because they chose for each table. They, like, they put all the tables together. They chose one person from each table to come up and share their, mm-hmm. I guess, com- either version of communication, uh, oneness, yeah. and uh, excitement. Yeah. Ours was communication, so we went up and shared ours, and everybody enjoyed it. So we was like, yeah. you know what? We've been getting a lot of people asking about it, mm-hmm. and there's been a bunch of times where we had to share how we do check-ins. Mm-hmm. Um, we hear that it's been working for people. Mm-hmm. Of course, we learned it too. So this is us right now sharing the same thing to everybody else. Yeah. 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 That's basically what it is. It's in, I could piggyback off that is. I'll share with someone, you know, I could be at the, the, you know, at the hairstylist mm-hmm. or whatnot, or we, I'm just talking with friends or talking with somebody and they, I, I tell them what this is and they're like, well, wait a minute, what? That's like really good. Yeah. And for us, and we're just about to talk about how it started for us, it's been going on for so long that it's like second nature. Yep. So I don't see it as a big powerful i see it as big and powerful but i don't see it as grand as some people when they look at me it's because we've done it so many times <laughs> we did it so many times but it's something that can help somebody else so this check-in process babe let's talk about this when did it start for us like, premarital you need to go back and watch that episode that we had about premarital yes or no. yes but premarital anyway, counseling or no is the, the title of the episode yeah it started right when we did premarital counseling, mm-hmm. I can't remember the other stuff we did. I just remember the check-in part, but we've been doing the check-ins since then. Um, it was every week, then two weeks, 
Then like once a month, I think we're still kind of actually we've been kind of rocking steady with every two weeks now. Mm-hmm. We kind of went back. Yeah. Um, a lot of it's just because of you know life and everything, but we at least we make sure to do it. It's been helping with one for my com- uh, communication with her and her mm-hmm. communication with me throughout the time. So a lot of times we wouldn't have to do it to check in because we already talked about stuff. Before you get to that though, go ahead about how the start of it. You yeah. said premarital counseling. Yes. So what about when we started that in premarital counseling, why did we want to take that on? Like we could have just, we could have just, and I'm going to answer too. We could have just let it stay there and been like, okay, we're going to do our own thing. Why did we, why did we really, what did we get out of it? You, you want my version of it? Yeah. Because we didn't know nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we newlyweds and it was just like, actually mm-hmm. it was before newlyweds. No, we before we, we were married yet. We ain't yeah. gay. So it was just mm-hmm. like. All right, well, we're going to use that. Mm-hmm. I mean, our parents told us stuff, but it was information that we can actually use. Yeah. I think for you, I know you like taking that kind of information. So it's yeah. like, well, if she's going to use it, I'm going to use it. I mean, mm-hmm. We together yeah. might as well do it because we don't want to go in where she might find something bad or, or whatever and don't know how to communicate with me with, mm-hmm. because that's pro- most likely what would uh, happen if without the check-in. Yeah. And I think what, what, what made it work is we did it during the season where we were actually preparing for the wedding. Mm-hmm. So for those who don't know, we um, just to back it up a little bit, we got uh, married a, about a year after we met. Yep. I mean, year and a half. After we met, yeah. but we got engaged rather almost a year <laughs> after we met, married about a year, a year and a half. And so when we got engaged, we had only six months and some change to kind of prepare for the wedding. Yep. So we didn't go to counseling until maybe three months before or something like that. Yeah, it was three months yeah. before because we had to get everything else together. Right. And so when we did that, it was like a game changer when um, the pastor we were working with at the time. You know, we went through the whole course and the counseling part and we saw these areas that would work for us because it was homework. We had to do assignments at premarital counseling. Literally like a packet every time. But we were used to doing stuff like that. Yeah, we was doing that anyway. We were already getting ourselves in line. So I'm going to insert that to any of the singles watching out there is that it's okay to do stuff together before y'all get married <laughs> before you get engaged she's I talking think, about reading books and what else uh we watch youtube videos pdfs majority e-books. of times she was testing me but yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was i'm not gonna lie you want to read this book with me about marriage but the thing is it was is he was interested you know oh, yeah. it wasn't like he was like i'm doing it just because ah, you know kind of thing and so we were doing that already it was the nature of our relationship we mm-hmm. already created an atmosphere for learning and so when we went to premarital counseling it was just another step like oh we did this before but like we didn't do that before but we talked and communicated already before so it made it more confirming mm-hmm. we went to premarital counseling and we were doing all these assignments so um so basically what it was is we took the key areas from what we learned and was like you know what why don't we just keep doing it yeah why don't we just why don't we just keep doing it? Like, keep it rolling. And so as we preparing for the wedding, what I was trying to say was um it helped because I we were able to be in their stressful moments mm-hmm. because it was stressful preparing for the wedding. That was a, the the main time that we really needed to communicate. Yeah. 
because it was a lot of financial stuff that had to go down. It was a lot of just time schedules. Did you do that? Did you do that? Da, da, da. How you feeling? You know about everything. Do you still want to marry me? <laughs> she didn't have to ask that question. On the men's side, it was kind of smooth. It was like, well, that's paid for. <laughs> and me, me just flipping out and yeah. him, yo, man, get the people the tux. Did they get the tux? They got the tux. So, <laughs> I don't know if they got it on but, time, but, but they got taught, the tux. Yeah, but it taught me how to communicate because I did hold in a lot. Yeah. I wasn't perfect after that, though. And this is what, this is what I'm going to talk about. So today, tonight, wherever y'all, however y'all listen to this, it's tonight right now for us. But today, if you're in your car, you're driving, you're at work, whatever. We want to share with you our new couples check-in cheat sheet that we will be introducing to the world. Yay! Yay! So when you get this episode, when you see this on the platforms, you will be able to get your check-in sheet for you and your significant other, your partner. So, um, So yeah, so we want to tell you about these areas. And so... Babe, you want to go down? Don't you know? You want to go down the areas? Yeah, I'll of, go down of the checklist real quick. So I'm gonna go over the checklist, but the descriptions and the how to do stuff that's gonna be in the the cheat sheet. Mm-hmm. So we have relationship. Uh, what was it? Relationship, finance, mm-hmm. spiritual growth, yes, compliments, mm-hmm. and then sexual. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah, and we're gonna talk about the different areas in the latter part of this and how we broke it up. Yeah, um, inside of it, so that if you're dating, um, what that looks like, and if you're dating engaged, what that looks like. Yeah, we got in two sections, so we have it to where because I mean we could have just made it for nothing but marriage, but you know, there's people who are still dating, still you know, engaged. Mm -hmm. So we separated to where it's basically kind of like. The dating, engaged part, and then marriage. Right. And we want to say, when we say dating, let's go back. Because if you just met somebody. I meant like an actual relationship. Yeah. If you just met somebody and y'all just now just had two dates and you trying to get, this is not the place to really start this. Unless they cool with it. I mean, unless they cool with it. I doubt it. But let's stay cool with it. I'm just saying, <laughs> it's not advised that you bring out this checklist and try to do this. Date two. All right. I we're going to go over this checklist. Right. <laughs> Right, right. No, I would say um, later down the road when you know you made it official. Well, it's actually serious. And it's actually serious. Mm -hmm. And y'all know what the end goal is. It's always got to be the end goal. All right. So it's got to be the end goal is. That's when this checklist could be presented. Yeah. Um, It's just, it could get a little crazy if you start in the early early stages of your dating like, whoa you're doing too much but i have had people who've done something similar to in other areas where they did start stuff with their dating but they just you know they expanded on it unless you uh kind of like sneak it in by you know questions mm-hmm. while you're talking yeah yeah i mean and if you are pick it up even if you are dating someone this is because you can look at some of these questions that we have even if you're and single you can, you can right if you're single and you can just tailor them to uh, what you can get even so like you said questions when you're asked when you're online dating or whatnot it's just important things to try to get Um, but as far as the checklist and going to communicating and oneness and all that stuff yeah for serious engaged and married yep um so i want to talk about we, we usually talk about what it is 
right? And we say, okay, these are the areas, but why do we do this? Like, so I'm going I'm to go through some of the points for us so we could discuss the why, but I think it's important for you to understand the reason why this happens. It's not just, oh, go do a check-in, that's it. Like there's reasons behind the why of this, because when you think about marriage and when you think about the communication piece, it's what what do they always, statistics always say? The reason for divorce, right? What's the reason for divorce? The communication. Uh Communication and finances. And finance, right? And finances. And so when you're talking about this and you're bringing these subjects up, yes, it can, it can be hard yeah but that's the purpose that's the purpose of this so really so the things what what helps us and why we're doing this is we were able to maintain a smoother resolution for conflicts right yeah yeah how would you say well for me i know for me it was getting ahead of anything before it started like before any conflict would arise and so um when when we're in our, like our first year, even I would say when we're dating or whatnot, it would still be hard for me to try to bring up important topics to you. Like something I really wanted to bring to you without you feeling hurt, you know, or without you feeling whatever. And so, um, so I would hold it in Mm -hmm. because I'm a, and we'll talk about it probably more so than anything, but I avoid conflict. And so do you. So we both conflict avoid. That ain't helping nobody when you want to get something out and when you got to communicate and talk, right? So what would happen is when you have these set times scheduled to talk about all these areas, you can actually get out what you want to say without trying to be like, okay, this is another week and I ain't said nothing. It's another day and I ain't said nothing. Yep. You know, or you go off and text something because you're making assumptions, you know, or you're creating narratives around everything like this is where the place where you can actually contain in a safe space for you to to do this you got anything to add on that uh for me it's mostly to kind of like get out whatever's on my mind or at least know if there's anything on yours and i know this is a time for that to happen Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times for me, it's like, oh, I'm good. All right, what you got? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because I usually, I'm, I'm a simple man. And that's another thing. <laughs> a lot of you might have a lot of simple guys. I'm simple. So a lot of times in check-ins, I do feel like I speak more or I express more. Also, I'm an extrovert, so, <laughs> but yeah. But I express more. And so sometimes I'm like, man, he didn't say nothing. But the way he reacts or responds is, is, is he still got everything out that he needed to say. For, you yeah, know, because and you... I was able to get everything. And so what it is, is I'm getting out everything in my mind mm-hmm. that I could possibly think of that could help us. And so. Yeah. Um and I think for me being an introvert, it kind of helps just getting out those certain things that maybe is something I thought of mm-hmm. or been thinking of. And it's like, okay, this time to actually, you know, bring it out or say something. And a lot of times it's not bad. It's probably some ideal or something like that I had mm-hmm. that has something to uh, go with whatever topic we have mm-hmm. at that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I just think it just helps us throughout our weeks. Oh, yeah. Um, Because what I tend to do 
and this is what I do, is I'll uh, pinpoint or I'll make a mental note mm-hmm. of something I've seen. This is what I do. And this is, might be some advice of other people. And I probably ain't never told you that I did this. But I, I make a mental note of, <laughs> if you see the video, you'll see what he's doing, mm-hmm. of what I've seen and maybe what I'm uncomfortable with or maybe what I disagree with him on or something that he made it done that kind of just didn't set me, set me the wrong way. So for me, because I'm a, a conflict of, you know, avoider, I don't, I don't bring it up right then. I kind of let it sit because sometimes is it something that's that serious, you know, that I need to bring up then and nitpick on, or is it something that is serious enough to where I have to bring it up at check-in kind of thing? Not to say you have to wait. This is not to say you have to always wait until the check-in time, but it's for processors like myself, I have to kind of like, okay, hold on. Let me think first, you know, <laughs> before I do that. And then it creates that space for us when we, when it's time to talk. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say it also helps with uh, the communication part. Just the fact that say you're the kind of person that does bring it up right then and there. It kind of helps you uh, kind of dial back because if you do that, you know, saying that's not working. Mm-hmm. You can wait till check in. You kind of process everything. Mm-hmm. And then you can bring it up in a loving way mm-hmm. instead of, uh, I don't like when you do that. You just mm-hmm. like your daddy, something like that. <laughs> instead, you can find a different way to bring mm-hmm. it up. And yeah. they're more prepared. Mm-hmm. It's the approach. Yeah. It's the approach with it, you know, kind of like that. The other thing I think it helps us with, not I think, I know it helps us with, is building intimacy and romance. Oh, yeah. And so closeness, connection, because um, sometimes... When you're dealing with the routines of life, mm-hmm. everything just sometimes it just seems off. You know, you go to work, you come home, you, you know, you cook, you clean, you do all the things you say, hey, you figure out how the day has been. It's kind of like a clock. Just kids, just, just going with kids Duh. or whatever, whatever it may be. Gosh. And we didn't really like, how do you really feel? Yeah. You know, it kind of breaks the moment to like just the OK, because um, for us. He's a gamer. So a lot of times when I come home or um, his free time or his time to think or to get away, he'll go do- downstairs and go play the video game. In the dungeon. In the, in the dungeon. <laughs> and so when I'm up here and then we'll do several days where we'll talk, but we haven't really talked, talked yeah. about things because and he'll, he'll see me. Hey, what's up? You know, and then we go to sleep. That's it. You know, <laughs> wake up next morning and do it all over again. Yeah. You know, but it creates a space for you to feel close, to get back on the same page. Yeah. Because there's many times where I felt off, you know, it just, I'm just, and for me, I'm a quality time person. And so when, if I don't get the quality time to sit and to talk and to kind of dive into things, I get distant. And so it really, it separates us more, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's how it helps me. Anything else you want to bring to intimacy and romance with that? Um, I think a lot of times when we get to talk about everything, say, you know, the finances and whatnot, it kind of gives us a clean slate for the next time we do it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, we work that up. We talked about it, see, you know, talked about how we're going to do this and how we're going to do that. 
like now after it's done, it's like, okay, now, I, you know, I feel better. I don't have nothing on my mind about mm-hmm. stuff because mm-hmm. it's like, we already got it out. Mm-hmm. We already talked about what's fixed, what's, what's, you know, mm-hmm. got to be done. And then that's usually the intimacy part for me is because it's like, now it's a clean slate. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you want to make sure I'm okay. Yeah. Cause if I'm not, I'm not. And you nodding everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I told her before when she's feeling kind of way, I, I feel it. I remember the time when, you remember that time? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, sorry. My glasses on the thing. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I have to bring it up. I remember. Well, I'm telling them. So oh, they go know. ahead. Um, I don't remember what I was going through. Honestly, I cannot remember. It had to be first, second year. It was. It was before Delaya. It was. Sure. It was first year. And it was date night. Oh, you're and, talking about that moment? Yeah. Well, I'm talking about something else. But go you're talking about the second time. I'm talking about the first time. Oh, okay. There's plenty of moments, actually. Those, those are the two main times I remember. Okay. You're talking about the date night. We talked about that in one of the other episodes. Yeah. But long story short is... It's up. Uh, that's what... Trying to go to sleep and you're wearing masks. And I can't go to sleep because you mad. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so, and honestly, it was intentional. I know it was. No, I'm just saying <laughs> for the people. Oh. It was intentional that I did that because I tried to get a rise out of you. Oh. But then you never said nothing. She tried. So it was like, it this work. ain't working. So I'm trying to do silent treatment and not talk and be mad and you're not doing anything. Like well, what that, is up? That ain't the way to attack me. You, you that, do silent I, treatment. That's will, that's my that's my area. I'm silent. <laughs> the me now need to talk to the me then. Yeah. Because I was wasting time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. and so um That's another thing. If your man's an introvert, don't play games. Just just talk to him. She tried. That's okay. It was hard. It's hard. It was hard. What to try? No, it was hard be- to for me to do it. Yeah. Oh yeah. This course. wasn't easy. This, I know. The check-in process was not easy for me. Mm. It, it was not. And so when we when it was time for us to really do this, you know, it was like okay, I and we kind of did a little talked about a little bit in the check-in cheat sheet, but I still get nervous. Oh, every time when we bring up important topics or when I have to tell you something oh, yeah, or. Every time. How did you feel when, you know, topics? So Especially if it's a certain day that happens and it's mm-hmm. like she, she'll let me kind of just like process it. And then when we have our check-in, she'll bring it up to get a more okay. in-depth mm-hmm. how I felt about things. Yeah. Because a lot of times it's more than just what I say. Yeah. At that moment. So the next one is this check-in process allows one of us to speak. And the other one to listen. Mm-hmm. And this fosters respect and courtesy. So normally when we start out, one of us goes first. Yep. And that person talks. Yep. And so, again, this could be different for you. You could you could arrange it a different way. But it does allow that person to talk without any interruptions. And without any like, but wait. And sometimes I want to come in and I catch myself. Or he might catch himself. And we stop. But... We've learned to just stop and let it go. Yep. And so I could just be talking. Just talk, 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 tal
take a mental note or write it down that you want to come back on and just let them talk. Uh, I think another thing too is how I usually, I guess, bring up things or talk about things is you have to listen to the whole thing so I can explain it better. Mm -hmm. Because if you just cut in, all you heard was the first part and you don't hear the rest of it, that kind of like helped that first part. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of... Almost. (laughs) Courtesy and respect. I was done anyway. Go ahead. (laughs) No, a lot of men, a majority of men out there are problem solvers. Mm -hmm. And so there's many times when I came and I shared something and he's like, well, this is what you need to do. I'm like, okay, hold on. I'm not finished with talking about what I said. And sometimes it's just the the ear. I don't need you to solve nothing. You know? I've learned that too. Just because she tells me it. You learning it. You still do it. Yeah, I still do it. Because a lot of times it's like, you're going to get this fixed. Because I keep talking about right. it. This is the third time. Yeah. We're going to fix it. We know. So how what we need to do to talk to the yeah, to, such gonna, and such? This ain't even. They need to go ahead and do this and this and that and it'll be done with. Oh, man. And that never happens, but that's okay. Anyway, but what I think it does, because many of you might struggle with, with people cutting in or cutting you off mm-hmm. or trying to get that space. Um, this creates that it kind of sets the foundation and the rule is that person speaks. And when I'm done, you come in. So in the check-in cheat sheet, there's some suggestions and actually a method, um, in there to help you with trying to let that person speak and be heard. The The main thing is that person needs to be affirmed. I was speaking with someone the other day and, um, and they were like, well, he, I speak, but he don't ever come back and say anything, you know, to it. He just keeps going, going, and then nags on me with the, with the deal. And I'm like, so does he not affirm you? Does he not say, oh, I get that. This is how I'm going to do X, Y, Z or whatever it is after you said whatever might have been hurting you or what problem may have arised or what solution you want to come up to. He just didn't say nothing. And so I said, okay, he's not affirming you. So you feel like you're not being heard. And so that's one of the things that it allows you to do. I told her the process and I told her everything. She was like, oh my gosh, he need to figure this out. You know, <laughs> so he need to fix it. He need to okay. fix it. Right. Is that he'll come back and affirm what I said mm-hmm. and we could talk about it. It might be something he disagrees with, but then we were able to talk about it in a healthy way. Yeah. So that is one of the things um, I think we talked about. It doesn't allow much room for grudges. No, we kind of talked about it a little bit, but um, and if, trying to avoid the silent treatment. There's a lot of grudges you can hold throughout the week, and that and holding a grudge is sometimes painful. Yeah, that it's gonna mess be with, that mess mess with you. It does. Yeah, it's gonna be more painful for you because it's like you're trying to hold a grudge and you're even more mad because the grudge ain't working. Yeah, <laughs> you're trying to hold a grudge, and then it just our energy is affected. Oh yeah, the energy is off. It messes up the whole thing. I'll be slamming pots and pans, and <laughs> uh, sometimes I didn't feel like cooking for you. There's plenty of times where I'm like, "Why did I cook this man a meal? Dang it! I got married to him. Here you go." Hey, <laughs> where that? You can get it. Ain't me. It's there. It's there. Uh, then I got to see you, and then I get mad because you didn't eat it right. 
You were supposed to put that with that. I never eat the food right. <laughs> you don't ever eat the food right. It's supposed to be this, this, and this. And to get it. Like, oh, well, it's already there. Anyway, so that's one of the things. Um, and we both try our best um, to not avoid conflict. But this process allows us to speak and to be vulnerable. Yep. Speaking and be vulnerable. Um, before you speak, um, I, it's very important that you get everything out on the table. You know, mm. when you first start this process, it might take a little longer because you're first diving into it. Um, so you might have to get used to the process and you might have to tackle a little bit more time on that. Or you might have to spend, this is a suggestion, just one subject a night. That way you can really figure out how this goes. Especially but, if you got a lot of things going on. Mm-hmm. Sorry to cut you off on that. <laughs> Courtesy and respect. Man, no, I was like, just like, give me that. <laughs> But if you got a lot of things going on, especially like say the relationship, y'all y'all on under that topic, mm-hmm. then yeah, you split it up to where it's not all at once because that could be uh, overwhelming. Especially yeah. because if you go from relationship to to finances, mm-hmm. like we said earlier, those are the two main things that kind of mm-hmm. break people up. Mm-hmm. So just take your time, mm-hmm. you know. If you need to just do relationship one time and then maybe like the next night or a couple of nights after you cool off or whatnot, then go into finance, fin- finances. There we go. Where, where, finances. Where, where, <laughs> what state were you from? Go on to finances. <laughs> then go on to finances because it could be overwhelming. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Um, you mind talking about a little bit about vulnerability? Yeah. And from your point of view? Uh, for me, it, it takes a lot because uh, I have to be, in, in a way, more open than I usually am with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it takes a lot, especially for me. It takes a lot. Yeah. Um, because now it, she may seem, it's like, oh, okay, well, whatever he just told me. I mean, I guess it's vulnerable, but a lot of times it is, especially if it's like an outside source that's bothering me. Um mm-hmm. Uh, family members friends or something like that and tell her how i felt that day or something like that actually now it's been a couple times where i'm like man i, I cried in the truck mm-hmm. and she's like oh i didn't do that <laughs> i know you did <laughs> <laughs> but um it it helps because it's like i have somebody to share that kind of you know mm-hmm. things with and not feel judged mm-hmm. so that's what i got what yeah. you got no, I was. I always wanted to. I oh, wanted the man's to hear, version. I wanted to hear the man's point of view of being vulnerable because I know that is a struggle for a lot of men. That and also, it. she doesn't use it to attack. Yeah. I never hear it come back at me talking about, oh, you cried in the truck that one time. You did be, did be, did. Hey, man, that's messed up. And anything. It couldn't be just that. There's plenty of times that I, I probably I thought about it. Yeah. You know, I thought about, oh, I could really be a, a jab, you know, to him or That's whatnot. But it's the sacrifice that this marriage thing takes. What'd you say? I said, that's messed up. Oh, <laughs> it's, you know, you thought you think about stuff. You're like, well, what can I do to kind of get him off where it ruffle his feathers a little bit? You know, but it don't make no sense to do that. Why? I don't know. Because, That's, part because you ain't never seen me mad. Well, yeah, I, I, I've never. Now, no, I've seen you mad. I just never seen you the mad. Um, what's that movie? Uh, uh. Hulk. Well, okay, you could go with Hulk. I was thinking of the Red Panda. But <laughs> oh, 
you know, <laughs> the bad, you know, the anger okay. kind of deal. I get it. Yeah. Where, but Hulk is good for yeah. another reference if you haven't watched it. <laughs> Disney Pixar movie. That's what's like. I went for Marvel. You went Red Panda. That's, that a, that that's a good movie, though. It is a good movie. But no, um, and there's a lot of times where you you told me yeah. that you've never seen me how I could get. Yeah, she ain't you know? seen that side. You would yeah. never see that side. Yeah, And that's something warming to hear because he doesn't want to show that. Mm-mm. But he's. But I honestly can't see you doing that. Now, it even, I get kind of ruffled when you be yelling at the kids. I'm like, I ain't never had that voice before. Man. <laughs> Look, that's a whole different ball game. <laughs> Them kids need that. And yeah. not in an abusive way and make it seem like that. Nothing like that. No, I have to just, use my daddy voice on them. Because I'll be here just be <clears throat> veins popping him and telling him and he come in. Well, they don't. <laughs> they don't be listening. They don't be listening. Because I think a lot of times they think you're playing. Yeah. And I'm the mom. mom. I know. They come for me for no nurture but, and but, stuff. But yeah. it's. I know it sucks though because it's like you. I hear you trying to mm-hmm. be a like affirmative with them. Yeah, and they're just like, oh, let's play. They be just playing, yeah, playing, games. or they'll listen for a little bit and then go right back to it. But then I come in. I ain't gonna do it right now because they sleep. But I come in, say something, and then it's like complete pause. I be trying to do the hey. I be trying to practice the gentle parenting that y'all be talking about. But these it comes in stages. These kids ain't gentle childrening, so nope. I have to. She tries. I'll be trying anyway. Um, I talked about it before, but when we feel off, it brings us back to the same page. Mm-hmm. It definitely does that. It sets the tone for us to air out any concerns. Yeah. So when I say tone, too, a lot of people, um, that I know that I'm friends with or whatnot. They, um, the tone that someone else brings up the subject might be higher and you might get a little, the, it's aggressive. Oh yeah. <laughs> you can get aggressive. Not to say anything bad because people, hey, the way y'all, sometimes yelling helps. <laughs> sometimes if you do it in a healthy way, <laughs> you go back and forth. Um, if that works for y'all, that works for It you. works for you. But, um, it does set the tone of just period of just having something in line it kind of it brings you back like you know what we need to have something you know and i think there were times when i felt it you know where i was like when's the last time we had check-in because life like i tell you life gets crazy we ain't paying attention kids stuff life stuff holidays holidays or whatever vacations trips and we'll come back and be like that's why I yep. ain't told you about such and such. Yep. You know, I have something that I journal about, but I might have journaled about it and never told him, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. And also, I'm going to insert this too. And it's nothing we didn't talk about on the notes. Ooh. But um, your partner is not your therapist. No, I'm not. You know, the person that you go is not your therapist. So a lot of times, and I said this on my TikTok or somewhere I post, I posted it where um, sometimes we lean on them for comfort and for, to, for clarity and things, which yes, they can give that, they can do that, but sometimes you still might not be satisfied. I can I can only do so much. Not, by, not be satisfied. And yes, God is, God will help. I will pray and God will definitely help soothe me before I talk to him. 
with whatever it is. So God and therapy, that's a do a good duo. Okay. Go to God, get some therapy and then go to your spouse sometimes on some things because that helps. It does. And so a lot of times where I thought I needed you, you gave me what I needed, but what you thought I needed and the, and what all the capacity you had. And I felt like it wasn't enough, but it was all that you can give at that time. And I wanted more. And the more I needed was Jesus and therapy. (laughs) So praise God. Can I get an amen? Amen. All right. So we told y'all that there were two sections in this, um, because we know that there's some married couples conversations that need to be had. And then there are some, um, those who are engaged in dating. So, um, we kind of broke it up. So, do you want so one to- one side is going to be the PG thirteen, then the other side is going to be the marriage. Dude, why do you say it like that? Because it's going to be like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. So we we broke it up like that because one, like I said, the uh, the dating and engage, I mean, relationship side. Mm-hmm. Um. What we're trying to do is not tempt you to do something that you shouldn't be doing. Or because we're Christians is, you know, what we believe in, trying not to entice you to sin. Mm-hmm. So that's why we have the marriage a little bit more in depth mm-hmm. as far as the uh, uh, sex and intimacy. I was going to say financial oh, and then sorry. sex and intimacy. <laughs> because with uh, finances, um, you know, both your finances are going to be together. It's going to be a little, a little bit tougher. Um, and, and a lot of times as you know, separate, you may not feel comfortable at that time talking about, you know, what you're doing. Um, now you can still ask, you know, as far as, Hey, you know, what you invested in or something mm-hmm. like that, you know, it, it's how you want to do it, but we still want us. We want to separate it. You can still read it. You can still, I mean, you can want to, but we, we're not encouraging it. That's what it was because, yeah. and again, we're going off our experience yeah. and what made it work for us. Yeah. So when we were dating and we were engaged, sex was not nope. a topic. Now for you, it might be, it might be where it, it is in there or you talk about it, or you might have to talk about some past things and that's okay. But we had to set boundaries yeah. <laughs> on what we did. I couldn't say no shoulder we, meat. We both waited <laughs> until marriage before sex. Yeah. So then, so this process, we went this way. This would help. This was what helped us to get to where we were and to where we are now. I think one of the biggest things for me is sex, like dating, all it is is a distraction from what you're trying to go. Yeah. If you're trying to go for marriage, sex is just going to be a distraction to it because a lot of times it's just going to ruin mm-hmm. whatever relationship you have with that person because there's no real connection other than mm-hmm. the sex. Mm-hmm. So if you just take that out the equation, and just focus on who this person actually is. It may be like, oh, okay, actually, she is the one, mm-hmm. or well, she ain't because mm-hmm. that's all she is about. Yeah. Then psh, I'm talking about for the men now. Mm-hmm. For women, I'm pretty sure it's the same way. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. No, okay, <laughs> no. So we broke it up into sections. So when you're reading it, you might you might be like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. But we we put that there for conversations to be separate yeah. on there. And so, and then, but we did make sure to include uh, what about sex should be discussed in marriage. 
And this is a touchy subject for a lot of people. So I got a text message from a friend of mine and um, she was concerned about her sex life and her marriage. And um, she didn't know how to bring it up to her husband in that way. And so it was certain things that she discussed and I felt her in my mind that she's never communicated. This It's something new. They've been probably been married about the same amount of years we've been married and it was just not clicking. It was something that was off, you know, in the bedroom for them. And I told her something. She was like, Oh my gosh, wow. I never knew, you know, that. And so it came to my mind that a lot of these topics aren't discussed. Yeah. I thought everybody was talking about it, you know, <laughs> in my mind, I thought everybody was talking about it, but, um, there are couples out there who are just going through the motions and are never speaking about um, their uncomfortability in areas or um, what they want to try something different or, you know, what can create that intimacy first before even getting to the bedroom, you know, nothing, what, what's discussed. And so in my, my background being that I waited till marriage um, to have sex, it was hard for me being a Christian woman because it's kind of like I could not flip that switch as fast as people would think. So having a bachelorette party and going to pole class, you know, I couldn't find the name right now, you know, the pole class and doing this and then, and then opening up the gifts where you got lingerie and all that stuff. That was super awkward for me to do, (laughs) to do that. Right. Because I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. This whole time, I was supposed to be saving myself, waiting, waiting, oh, waiting, waiting, wrong, waiting. this is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. <laughs> and then now I have to flip the switch and people telling me, well, yeah, y'all about to have fun. It's about to be great. You cannot wait. Hey, you know? <laughs> and so, and I'm like, I can't get there like that in my head. And to be honest with you, it's still a struggle for me at times for me to talk to him about certain things. But what happens is this space and he allows me to be comfortable in it. And mm-hmm. he is very gentle with how he allows me to process. Mm-hmm. I'm able to open up to him about it and be as vulnerable as I can. I think one point did I text you? <laughs> I said I couldn't, I think it was sometime where I texted you how I felt about it. You probably don't remember. I can't no, remember. I remember. Yeah. It was something like that because I really could not word. She it. couldn't verbally. Say I it. couldn't verbally say yeah. what it was. I think On the men's side, when your significant other brings up something and don't take it to heart, don't take it as a a hit, Um, kind of just adjust. That's basically what you need to do is just adjust, figure out what she what she needs, what she wants and go from there. Because a lot of times what you're doing is like what you're thinking your head is working Mm -hmm. when it's not working for her. Mm-hmm. And you just need to adjust on what she wants. So if she tells you, hey, what you did the other time didn't work. Or even if it's intimacy or touching, you know, I don't like you when you like when she tells me, I don't like when you touch my shoulder when you we're taking a physical photos. Touch person. <laughs> when we're taking photos, please don't put your shoulder, your hand you on my shoulder. Extra. Yeah. Just stop. Just don't touch me. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> go ahead. I do need what. Anyway. <laughs> Just don't take it as a hit. Um, I, I know it can be harmful for your thoughts, but mm-hmm. don't take it as a hit and just, you know, adapt. Mm-hmm. That's why it's just, it's, it's um, you being vulnerable in those moments and not skipping yeah. that section. 
Oh, yeah, no. There's so many times where I just like, oh, we got to talk about it. We got to talk about it. We got to talk about it. Oh, I don't skip it. that section. You know, and it, <laughs> but don't skip that section. And if there's another way that you can speak, like if it's text message, letter in a box, whatever it is, you could find the way to do it so that that person will know what you are and what you, what you, um, yeah, how you want to be handled. Yeah. With care. With care. But I think um, we're going to talk definitely more about that in our next season. So um, we're going to bring up some guests that can really help us kind of speak more about this topic and kind of dive into a lot of these areas individually as we go through it. And so, um, yes, the couples check in cheat sheet will be available for you. So how are you going to get it? You need to go to www.lucreciahaley.com. That's my name. <laughs> you know, I got a whole.com. What? Yep. Hey, lucreciahaley.com. It will be on all the social medias that I have. If you follow me and also on the website and it will be in uh, the podcast notes. So when you come to this podcast and you see it it will have the link and all the fun stuff there so you can make sure to get your copy okay so make sure you do that and we appreciate y'all today this was fun this was great it's our bonus episode again um if you have any questions or concerns just holla at us if you want to be a guest on next season just holla at us all right and be prepared for some great things that we have coming up um and on the pipeline as we as we do things oh yeah yeah. So we appreciate y'all for listening. Thank you so much and have a beautiful day. Or night. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to When Marriage and Purpose Collide. We hope you've enjoyed our conversation. So, hey, this is Lucretia, speaker, author, and purpose journey coach. And I am passionate about helping single women rediscover their purpose before the husband and blossom in their marriage. If you are seeking accountability in your single season, or just want to prepare for marriage and you need a little push, I can help. Feel free to send me a DM on Instagram at Lucretia M. Haley. That's L-U-C-R-E-T-I-A-M Haley. If you've enjoyed the episode and you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, and leave a rating and review. Thanks again, and we will see you next time.